Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Queens. Hold on, real quick. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, 5G acting up, y'all. I'm going to just edit that beginning part out. Like, as soon as the lady counted down, it was just like, mute. I'm like, here we go. So, all right, we're just going to start up, <laughs> and I'm going to just edit that other part out. I got it. All right, so, hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And this is your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how was your week? It was pretty decent. It was pretty decent. Um, I didn't do too much. Had a beautiful Easter weekend, a beautiful yes. Easter weekend, on top of having a three-day vacation. Um, I was able to just spend time with my kids, and that was the main part that just really brought joy to my day. I cooked, of course. I mean, that's what they, they live with me for, is for my cooking. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, uh, I just really, really enjoyed my 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 weekend. Like, it was it was pretty dope. Like, it was the happiest I had been in a while. So, yeah, awesome. uh, God, y'all already know God gave me another day. I'm grateful for it. Um, I got through work on a Monday. A Monday was actually beautiful because I changed my mindset, yeah. y'all. So that was pretty dope. Um, but, yeah, thank you, God. Thank you for covering my kids. We still got everything we need and our wants are met, so I'm not complaining about nothing. I'm good. How about you, Complex? Well, if anyone tuned in last night to self-love my rehab, my week was, like, very rocky. Um Nose ring, I you know, I messed my nose up getting the nose ring from the tattoo place. The gauge wasn't the right size. Um, it was actually a little bit bigger. I repaired my whole, um, yeah, mm. broke my clock pot, um, went to an event, got there, didn't have a face mask. <laughs> it was just one hell of a week, <laughs> but I'm still able to laugh through it. I'm still able to smile, and I'm like, you know what? God got the last thing. And, like, all I could do was just laugh at all of it, you know? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. break down. So it was still a good week, regardless of what happened. That's good. That's good. Okay, y'all, we about to get right into that A.O. King and Queen quote, followed by the Queen K. Slay tips for hair. So my quote comes from, hold on, y'all. Y'all already know they're coming from Pinterest. Well, you know what? Actually, they're not. I'm sorry. I got this is was sent to me from my aunt. She usually sends me um like little daily things. So the one says, when God gives us no for an answer, keep in mind that there is a much greater yes behind it. His no is not a rejection, but a redirection. That helped me because, you know, I've been battling with, uh, you know, just trying to figure out my path and my purpose in life. So when she sent that, I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, God, everything I try to do, you know, you keep showing me that it's not working for me. You just keep shutting doors and telling me no. But then that reminded me that's just because he got so, something so much greater for me. I just got to be patient and wait for his perfect timing. This stuff is not going to happen for me on my own timing, according to my own will. Everything is due unto his will. So that that quote really stuck to me. Um, 
And the other one she sent me, y'all, was, hold on, y'all. When God is your source, you never run out of any good things. So just always remember to put him first, talk to him, ask him about everything, heal God and redirect you, whatever you need help with. That's the one right there. I'm just telling you, you can't really go to people these days no more. You have to go to him first and sort out your problems. Like, that's the one that's really going to help you at the end of the day. So that is the A.O. King and Queen quote for this week. Thank you, Auntie Donna. That was from my auntie, y'all, not from Pinterest. I really don't know where she got it from. It could have been Pinterest, but it's from her. Okay, and my slay tip for hair is actually not a slay tip. It's actually some history about hair, y'all. Okay, so I just want everybody to know, you know the term the good hair? That actually started in the 1940s, okay? The good hair became a requirement for many black Americans to obtain employment, admittance into certain schools and social groups. So, y'all, this term, we have been separating ourselves based off of hair since the 1940s. We need to stop it. Oh. Everybody has good hair. You just have to know what, you know, how to work with it. Don't let this media or this society tell you that you don't have good hair. It's, it's, just a, it's just a phrase, pretty much. It's just a fad. It's, there's no such thing as good hair. You know, like, it's no certain category of, oh, you got good hair because your hair does this. Oh, no. Everybody's hair is beautiful. Your hair is your crown. Love on it. Show us some attention. That's right. That is my slay tip, y'all. And we're going to jump right into the sipping tea for the soul topic complex. Let us know how it's going tonight. All right, y'all. So tonight is a freestyle episode. Um, it's called That's So True. Uh, we might have this once a season or twice a season, depending on how it goes, where we just, you know, kind of lay back, don't really bring no other segments. We just talk and just bring something to the platform that we want to, you know, just get off our chest, you know, and just talk mm-hmm. about it, talk about facts and see where it goes. So for the first 30 minutes of it, I'm going to bring in my first topic and then Queen K will follow with hers. So I was listening to the Insecurity um, after show podcast with Stan and Crystal and they were going over the episode when it was Easter Ray's birthday and Molly had mm-hmm. pulled up you know to take her to their surprise and she seen Nathan come and basically you know she got in his face and was like why are you here so mm-hmm. Crystal felt like Molly was in the right you know she was like after seeing your best friend be at their lowest and go to like this whole stalking type thing, you know, like, you want to protect them. And, you know, she was right there mm-hmm. to do that. But Flynn said she was wrong to do it because um, basically that's a lesson that Issa has to learn. And sometimes it's not good for friends to interfere with that. So I just want to talk about that. Like, do you think okay. it's best to um, interfere with the lesson that your friend needs to learn? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 do you think it's okay to jump in and, and help them out and give them solutions or let them find on their own? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like riding the fence on this because in some aspects I think that it's okay. Like, what as friends, like, especially if you best, best friends, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't want my friend to hurt. So if I can try to dodge that bullet for her, then I'm going to, like, I've seen where Molly was coming from with that whole situation. Like, no, dude, mm-hmm. you didn't see what I saw. You know, you completely ghosted my girl, and then now you're going to come back with some flowers after two weeks of just nothing? You didn't see the night she spent crying. You Oh, well, yeah, a month. 
You didn't see the uh the night she spent crying, you know, her trying to figure out why her, was it her, blaming herself. Like, you didn't see all that hurt that I saw, so I'm going to protect my friend. But then in the end of the day, I feel like that's something that my friend should probably face on her own to decide what she wants to do with her life because, like, like he did, it turned left. She was like, well, why wouldn't you tell me? Why wouldn't you let me figure mm-hmm. that out? So. I feel like sometimes it's okay to intervene, but I, I feel like she should have gave her a better heads up than how we all came out. Like, she should have been like, look, hold on, you stay right here. I would have went to the car like, look, chick, he's standing right here with some flowers, but this your birthday weekend, we about to turn up, so you just let that nigga have it, and then y'all, y'all talk about that later. Like, you know, something like that. I wouldn't have just completely made him just go away because that's something that she had been trying to figure out like, you know, why would he do that to me? So I feel like some instances it's okay to intervene with lessons, especially, like, if you keep seeing her go through the same stuff and you don't, mm-hmm. like, you don't want her to hurt. Like, that. at the end of the day, that's all it was. That was a friend, a best friend looking out for her best friend, somebody she called a sister. So, yeah, mm-hmm. what's your take on it? Okay, so how friend has said it, I understood where friend was coming from, and I definitely agree. Um, friend was basically saying, like, um, he's medicine to unlock knowledge inside of her, like like for a lesson that she needs to learn. And I, and I definitely mm. get that. But you do have sometimes, like you said, like where a person may not get it the first time. You know, like um, yeah. like you said, you want to intervene if a person is continuously making the same mistake. Like they, like they don't even know, like, you know, like that this is a pattern. They don't even know that they're self-sabotaging. They don't even know because, like, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're – they have so like like tunnel vision, you know what I'm saying, on that. Yeah. So I understand Molly, you know, it was from a protective and it was from a genuine perspective. And I think I would intervene at that point when it's like I see my best okay, you making the same mistake. Like you know, like 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 mm-hmm. say it's like he's ghosting every month and okay, the first time I let it slide, but then the second time you ghost for another month yeah, exactly. Okay, now I gotta intervene. <laughs> but I definitely understand where friend is coming from because I don't know. I just feel like in a sense it makes, it feels like you're enabling that person and how you handle a situation that person may not handle. Like, like Issa said, I don't cut off niggas left and right. You know what I'm saying? And even on the outside looking in, Molly's like, dog, you don't need to hear no excuse. You know, like, like, you know, you don't need to hear Mm -hmm. any reason of why, because after a month, there's just no reason to explain, but some people like to hear the explanations and everything because they feel like that's going to help them process when, when closing yep. that chapter. Yep. But that shit fucks with me. It fucks with me hearing all mm. of that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't know. It's just like I'm on the fence with it too. You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. where Molly was coming from was, uh, you know, protective. But I feel like at the same time it can enable the person and it's like, that person's always going to depend on you to, you know, to help them handle to stuff. Fight you know, they yeah, have to, to handle their battles. Yeah, they have to learn. Like, okay, so that kind of made me think of another question. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think that we make that same mistake when we see our friend in an unstable relationship? You know, like we've been there before. You know, we know that it's not going to go anywhere, but we still jump to give them advice about girl you need to leave like do you think that's hindering the relationship between y'all two like you know what I'm saying by giving advice like do you feel like they should learn on their own 
I definitely feel like it hinders the relationship between you and your friend because at that moment when they're going through that relationship, they don't want to hear that necessarily. You know, not all the time, especially when the rose-colored glasses haven't came completely off yet. Like they letting the red flag fly because they see it just like we see it on the outside. They see it on the inside, but they choose to ignore it sometimes. So I feel like you should say your piece. You know, let them know, like, look, I really don't think that this is a good relationship for you. You know, and go into detail and explain why. Use yourself as an example. Like, I've been through this. It's not what you want. But then you have to let them make that decision on their own. You can't keep on beating them over the head with it because they're going to feel attacked because they're still happy. They still want that relationship. No matter how toxic it is, that's what they want. That's what they're craving at that moment. They have to realize that they need to walk away on their own. Make sure, though, being a real friend is going to require you to go on that limb like, look, I really don't feel like this is the best for you. I really wish you Mm -hmm. would walk away from it. But, hey, I'm going to let you do you. You always got, you know, a person that will listen to you when you're going through something. But I just can't sit around and watch you in that relationship. Like, you have to keep your distance at that point if you're a true friend, you know? Um, Yes. Because it's not going to get no better. Y'all two going to keep bumping heads about it because you're going to keep expressing how you don't feel like that's the right thing. And that's just going to draw a wedge between y'all two because they don't see it yet. Well, they they see it. They just don't choose to acknowledge it yet. So I feel like it's a little bit of both. I really feel like it's a little bit of both with that, too. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. And honestly, I don't feel like I was a true friend back then because – you know, friend, I had friends who was in unhealthy relationships, you know, like, including you. And I don't feel like I gave y'all mm-hmm. the best advice because it's like at that time I thought that the type of love that you guys were receiving was what love was. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just suck it up. You just go through it. You know what I'm saying? You can't help who you love. That was my favorite all-time phrase. You can't help who we love yeah. because – I never wanted to be that person that beat someone down because I've seen other friends, like, you know, they they would talk mm-hmm. shit about the person, like, oh, you know what I'm saying, like, you dumb as fuck to be doing that. And it's like, I just always felt like I can't judge somebody because that could be me at the end of the day. And I've been that person yeah. that was in love with somebody that, you know, another person would be like, ooh, what did you see in them? I was in love with them. Like, this person had nothing to offer, but he was the one that I wanted to be with. But it's like, after you've been through it, you know what I'm saying, and and you lose yourself, and then you see someone that you care about going through the same thing. You don't wanna, you don't wanna um, see them go through that shit mm-hmm. because you remember what it was like. But I remember back then, I would hold my tongue because I did have a certain friend that didn't like for you to keep it real with her. She would shut down. So it's like yeah. I just felt like okay you know what, I want to be in my friend's life because this is a dangerous situation. And if something happens, I want want her to know that she can call me. So let me just kind of side with her. Let me just tell her what she wants to hear. You know what I'm saying? And I I just feel like I wasn't a true friend. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a gamble. It's like you can give advice. You, you, You can give advice, but a person might not listen. You know what I'm saying? Or you can give advice, and that might push the person to, towards them even more. You know, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, what you about and to like say? I said, like, I don't – I was just about to tell you, it, it wasn't the fact that you weren't a good friend. You were actually a great friend because you gave me the opportunity to come to you. I feel like, like I said before, if I didn't choose to acknowledge the red flag, 
you know, there, there was nothing that you could have told me that would have made me get out of that relationship. It would have only just put a strain on our friendship because I didn't want to hear it at that moment. I knew I was in a toxic relationship, but I didn't choose to walk away. That's the thing. So even if you yeah. would have came to me like, look, this ain't this this not what you want. This ain't for you, you know. Um, I wouldn't have listened. I wouldn't have, and I would have right. like, oh, she's just mad because you know it would have went it would have went like that. Like like I said, yeah. true friends will go through that if they're not ready to see that that relate. You know, especially when a relationship is like where you just you. That person you can't just get enough of. When you in a relationship yeah. like that where you craving this person, this is your addiction, girl, I don't want to mm-hmm. hear that he ain't good for me. I know the type of high <laughs> he gives me, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm telling yeah. you, it, it wouldn't – so I feel like the fact that you were just there, like that helped. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. have took the information because a couple of people tried to tell me that it wasn't the best relationship for me, and what I do, I shut them out. So mm. – yeah. yeah, you you so yeah. I mean, hey, I but just I feel like feel it's like, an approach with it though. You said what now? I just feel like it's a certain approach with it. I'm gonna let you finish first before I say that. Oh no, I was about to say that too. It's the way you come at them. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Keep Oh yeah. Okay. So I was just about to say like it's it's all in how you to the situation like I mean I probably still like knowing me I know the type of person I am I shut mm-hmm. down when people tell me the truth I'm trying to get out of that but I mm-hmm. mean hey if this is my platform I'm going to keep it all the way honest when somebody mm-hmm. tells me to I will shut down especially if it's not something that I want to hear right now like I don't know mm-hmm. how many other people are combative when they're told the truth about themselves but mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's all in the approach. If you approach the person on a different type of, you know, situation, like, look, let me just talk to you. You know I love you. You know I only want to see the best for you, but I'm just trying to let you know I've been here before. This is where this is going to lead. Like, it's all in your delivery with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, uh-uh, girl, that nigga ain't good for you. You ain't go. You gonna learn your lesson one day. Like you can't be one of them friends. Like I've I've heard stories about friends like that. So no, you can't be one of them. You can't be one of them blame game people that be like, oh well, I told you so. You can't do that in a situation like that. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say like it's all about the approach. Like listen, um, I see the red flags. You know what I'm saying? Like, like basically, like listen. I don't feel like this is a relationship. Like, I feel like you deserve better. You know what I'm saying? And just ask mm-hmm. them, like, do you like being treated like this? Does does this feel right to you? You know what I'm saying? You know, like, to, yeah. to motivate them. I just feel like I should have did that back then. I think it's better to say it like that than to tell somebody what they want to hear because you're enabling that, you know, behavior. Mm. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? A, per- a person will shut down. You're right. A person will shut down. But yeah. I just feel like. There, there. I could have handled that different back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even to say I, I know that I'm a better friend now, but I'm saying like back then, it, it was because it's like I don't want to lose this person. But it's like you might want to mm-hmm. tell them some shit right now because what if they were in an abusive relationship and that person, you know, they died? Like, damn, I never yeah. told her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. just gotta think about shit like that. But no, I was gonna ask. Um, like, have you ever been, you kind of answered, but have you ever been in a situation where a person, like, like, where you had to be the one to give advice 
or you were the one that was receiving advice, and it's like, did it go left field? Um. Okay, so I, I've definitely been in both both things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been the one to give the advice, and it didn't go well um, mm-hmm. because it was like I was, like, giving the advice, but then they would go right back to them. Um, so that, that kind of mm. – it kind of made me feel like, okay, I'm not telling her no more. But I was there. Like, every time she called me, her called me, I was right there. Like, I would drop everything that I was doing just to be by her side. And I'm like, look, pack your shit, let's go. Like, we're getting out of yeah. here now. You're not about to stay here. And I would be there right. for about an hour. And, I mean, like, kids at the house, I'm trying to get her back to my house. Like, it was like that type of situation. And just for her mm-hmm. to say, no, I'm going to stay here. Well, what the fuck did you call me for? Like, it, it mm-hmm. went left so many times, but I still was right there any time she called, to the point where I was just like, look, I love you. I only want the best of you, but this is not it. You have to realize that this is not where you want to be. And, yes. of course, uh, throughout the years, it, it, it helped. Um, mm-hmm. Was I ever one? Yes, I did. Like I Like I said before, I had a couple people tell me, that that relationship was not healthy for me. They saw a change in me. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't the same person that I, I, you know, that I was. And I, I, I took that up as an attack. I'm like, oh, so y'all want me to be the type of person that sets y'all back in car. That's the only reason why y'all mad is because I can't give y'all the attention that y'all want no more. Like, that's how I took mm-hmm. it. But, no, mm-hmm. they were just telling me, like, my whole well-being, my mental state was it was gone, girl. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking properly. I wasn't sleeping properly. I wasn't eating properly. I, I wasn't caring for my kids properly. Like, that relationship took a, a whole drain on me. But it mm-hmm. did go left when they did try to tell me. But I, like I said, I just chucked it up to, oh, y'all just mad that I'm not at y'all beck and call no more. Because I felt like outside of my relationship, all I was to people was just for somebody to use me. As long as I was Mm -hmm. doing everything that pleased them, they were happy Mm -hmm. with whatever I did. But the moment I got in a relationship and I had to start telling them no because I was giving my all to this relationship, I felt like that's Mm -hmm. when they started to be mad. So, yeah, Mm. I've definitely been there, both both sides of the field. What about you, baby? Both sides. I've definitely been on both sides. Um, You know, like I said, I was the person that would tell you what you wanted to hear over what you needed to hear. Uh, I'm at a place now, like... I'm just realizing, like, you know, a person going to do what they want to do if you need advice. Yeah. Like, I'm at a place where I ask now, what are you looking for? Are you looking for advice or are you just looking for a listening ear? And if they're just looking for a listening ear and, like, you know, they start beating themselves up, I'll tell them, no, you're not stupid. You know, I'm like, you really can't help who you love, but at least you're noticing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll still point out good things. Like, well, at least you're noticing that you're getting tired. At least you're starting to see the pattern. You're going to have your breaking point. Like, Still motivating them because you're right. It's not good to you know get beat down. Like okay, my the other situation you know was when I refused to leave the guy that was abusing me. I had both mm-hmm. types of people telling me stuff. I had people telling me, "Oh girl, you must like it. You must like being treated this way. You better than me." But then I also had the people, "You got to get out of there. I'm not trying to be at your funeral." Like you know, I had both sides, Mm -hmm. people that didn't know me from a can of paint, oh, you know, come stay with me, but it's like my mind was so gone that I believe that even though this person is basically 
beating the shit out of me to where you're almost about to kill me. I trust him mm-hmm. more than I trust this person. And that's fucked up because the person that's actually yeah. that, that that's offering help, you trust the person that's putting your life at danger more than them because it's like, no, nah, what if I piss you off? Then you're going to kick me out like a random bitch in the street. You know, it, it was crazy how I was thinking. And it's like, yeah, I was just turn. I was just turning down the help. Like, no, nah, I'm straight. No, nah, I'm gonna go back to him. No, nah, you don't understand. He's just misunderstood. Like I was, real. I really fell into the pattern of blaming shit on myself, and it, it fucked mm. with me because I went to school for this and still fell into the pattern of the same thing. Like going into an abusive mm. relationship can really fuck with you because you don't. It's like it's like it comes in different forms, so you don't know you don't know what you're getting yourself into until you're deep in it, and then it, by then it's too late to see. So yes, I definitely mm-hmm. I didn't listen to anybody's advice. I burned bridges with a lot of people, and I will understand burning those bridges with people was what helped me to get that um, strength to leave, though. Because like I said before, when 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 you have somebody else handle your problems, you go to them. Like how you said when the girl calls mm-hmm. you because you were always there to answer. They feel like I yeah. can get this frustration out to this person, and then I'm back good because I swear I was like that too, and I'm so glad I didn't call you because you'd be like, look, get, listen here, bitch. Don't call me. It's <laughs> <laughs> to you, you. I'm telling you, that's why I'm so glad that you didn't see that side of me because I was the same way, like, where you vent to that person, they tell you what you need to do, and then they call you a couple of days later. So how's it going? Mm, you know, we back together. And you know damn well, you know damn well you feel stupid and even embarrassed to even mention it. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to put a wedge in that friendship. But it's like you are because it's like you keep going back and then you keep coming to me expecting me to take on the load. No, you got to deal with it yourself. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so I got a uh, question. Sure. Um, you just, I just thought of a question. Um, so like, okay. When you in a friendship and you try to tell your friend, you know, about themselves or, you know, you're just trying to coach them on or whatever, how do you really feel? Like, once y'all friendship end over something like that, like, do you think, like, that friendship was never supposed to last or that person really wasn't there for you like like that? Like, how do you feel when your friends come to you and tell you about yourself, about your situation, and it goes mm-hmm. left? Like, do you just feel like, oh, they was never a true friend if they don't understand where I'm coming from? Have you ever had one of those moments? Like, you mean, like, where they were trying to tell me about myself and I made it go left with the conversation? Or, like, are they... Yeah, trying like, to you didn't... Okay, myself? like, in a relationship. They was trying to tell you to mm-hmm. get out of a toxic relationship. And you pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, went off or you didn't believe them. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like... Did, have you ever felt like, oh, they was never there for me, really, if they don't understand where I'm coming from? Like, have you ever just completely burned a bridge It's never Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, these, two, these two girls that I used to work with at Quick Loans, I'm not going to drop names, but we became friends around the time when, like, right when my mom was getting sick and when, like, you know, she passed. Like, I felt like they were two friends and everything. Like, just, like they, they were stepping up. You know, they was having people donate at the job. Like, you know, they was asking if I need anything. So I'm like, okay, these are two friends. But as soon as I moved out to mm-hmm. Philly and was going through what I was going through and I was getting into the phase of, like, isolating myself, they made it all about them. 
They made it all about them. Mm. Oh, you back there, you know what I'm saying? Like, you dumb as shit. You like being treated like this. You don't even have time for mm. that. They made it about them. They made it about them. Like, they never took time out of the matter to say, like, okay, you know what? I know I'm going through some shit, but at least I have a foundation here. This girl is in a whole other state with something with people that she don't even know. Like, they made it about them. That's why I said storms will expose who the fuck is really there for you. And that situation yeah. when we fell out, it made me think back to around the time when my mom, my mom was getting sick. I was, like, real quiet at work and I wasn't really saying nothing, it took for another coworker to come up to me and say, yo, those are not your friends. Like, they was just sitting up there talking about, like, how you don't fuck with them and you act like you're too good to talk to them. And I had to put them in a place to say, you know, her mom is sick. You know, like, her mind is not here. So it just made me think, like, y'all always thought about yourself. Y'all was never mm. two friends. What about you? Um, Have I ever went and burnt a bridge that I have not crossed again? trying to think I probably have knowing me um, <laughs> I mean it's not a it's not a good thing y'all I'm sorry I but I know how I am and I'm like mm-hmm. quick to cut people off that's just my nature mm-hmm. uh so I probably have like not even joking like oh right. somebody telling me about a relationship or something like that I definitely probably have cut a few people off who didn't understand, mm-hmm. like I said, when I was going through my toxic relationship and I had people trying to tell me, you know, that ain't good for you and all of that. Okay, well, you just mad because, and I, yeah, family and all. Everybody get cut mm-hmm. off. And I will act <laughs> like you are a stranger in the street. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like my mindset. Um, nobody wants to be told the truth. Let's just, let's face it. I know we ask for the truth and we say it won't hurt and all that stuff, but it does. It hurts really bad. And especially to be told about yourself hurts even more. So who wants to hear that? So in order to protect myself and to protect my energy of what I thought was protecting my energy of myself, I will cut you completely off. I won't say shit else to you. That's just a bridge. I don't care if it's burnt, baby. I'm not rebuilding nothing. I'm not putting no fire extinguisher on it or nothing. It's just burnt. Um, mm. But I really felt like you weren't there for me. Like, if you can't understand, because my thing is, I know everybody's relationships are not perfect. And I know people go through their shit, too. Like, this is all me in my head, right? I know people go mm-hmm. through their shit, too, so why are you judging me? Like, that's my, that was my favorite thing. Why are you judging me? You can't judge me. Only one person can judge me. So if you're judging mm-hmm. me, that means you never really knew me. Like, you don't love me like you say you do. So. Right. Girl, I get it. My emotional ass. I'll be all over the place. I get it. No, I've been there, too. Okay, all right. Well, that was good. Let's segue into what you want to bring to the platform. All right, y'all. So, this is what I, okay, so, y'all already know I'm 30. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but I wanted to, I want to go back to school, okay, uh, for my master's. And I, my fear was, oh, my God, I'm getting too old. But my God baby sent me this, so I'm bringing it to the platform. I'm going to read it first. This is what she, uh, she has sent me. No, but seriously, normalize discovering and chasing new dreams in your 30s. Normalize finding love in your 40s. Normalize finding yourself and your purpose in your 50s. Life doesn't end at 25. Let's stop acting like it does. So with that, my whole thing is this: these boundaries, these time limits, these time frames, where did they come from, Complex? Because 
they got me on edge. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be so much farther in life. Like, I'm trying to figure out who the hell put these timelines in place. So can you please, please tell me you feel the same way? Uh, I mean, I definitely like that because I feel like we do need to normalize that. Um, We're still conditioned to believe that by this age, you're supposed to be um, married. By this age, you're supposed to have Mm -hmm. kids. And not realizing as times change, everything else changes. You know, gender roles are changing. We have transgender now. You know, we have the, um, I'm not even going to get into that, but because I, I, I don't want to, like, butch, no, I'm okay. not trying, I don't want to butcher, like, any words. But, like, we, we, have, we have transgender and, like, it's just so much going on. Like, to where now, you know, you even have um, same-sex relationships on kids' yeah. channels now. You get what I'm saying? Like, times are changing. Yeah. Um, I, I just didn't want to sound offensive. That's why I said it like that. But, uh, you know, so if, if, if we have that change and we need to understand that, Times are going to change with how we think. You get what I'm saying? And I, I really say, I really give that all to social media. Like, social media is mm-hmm. what started becoming the advocate to put memes like this out, to start, you know, putting disclaimers on things, to start being more sensitive because, you know, freedom of speech, but we have disclaimers. we got to drop disclaimers, you know, all the time now. But yeah, I just feel like it's best to find, like, they always say if you're single by 30, you're not going to get married. Uh, Samuel, that, that, that high, the guy that likes to talk about people, I don't know his last name, but the, the guy that's been butchering the shit out of women lately, you know, he said that Ooh. one time when I was watching one of his lives, and it made me just, like, want to tune off because that's not true because I feel like you don't fully know yourself until you get in your 30s, in your mid-30s. You know, it, I mean, mm. there's people out there, high school sweethearts that have, that, that have been married and they're still married. You know, kudos to y'all. It, I'm not saying that it's yeah. not possible, but other people out there, you know, I've watched it on the grapevine. This one girl said she got married at 22 and she got divorced by 26. You know, she said she recommends mm-hmm. that you really know who you are before you settle down because we change so much on a regular basis. So I just feel like, I'm, I'm gonna just shorten it up, and I'm gonna just give it to you. But I feel like we should, we should, we should basically understand that since roles are changing, you know, women are starting to become the men. Like, you know, we ain't taking shit. You know, mm. we, you know, like new caliber <laughs> of women. Um, men are starting to be in their feelings. You know, we got all these new things changing with face masks and everything. Then it should be okay to understand that a person can still get married in their thirties. They can. Still have kids after thirty five, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like this, this, this biological clock doesn't exist. Yes. Oh my God. So, um, I'm so happy that you said that because I've definitely been like beating myself up because, you know, I feel like that creates a lot more stress on us trying to beat these deadlines that society mm-hmm. has set for us, like. I, it, it's okay if I go to school now and complete my master's. You know, if, as long as I'm still breathing, because my thing is I can sit around, I can do my uh, option A, I can take my master's, run that four-year course, be 34 when I finish, 35 maybe, when I finish, verse being 35 and still ain't got nothing to show for it, or still not saying, oh, well, I should have did that. You know, so why I, I feel like – 
first off, 30 is not old. Um, I feel like if I'm not where I'm supposed I, I don't even know where I want to go with this, y'all. Y'all don't even understand how much this is really bothering me. Because it, I feel like as long as you're still breathing, as long as you still can get up every day and go towards your goal, do it. Stop letting society create these boundaries for you. Like, I don't I don't understand it. And this shit that we go by and that we stress over, like you have young kids coming straight out of high school trying to figure out, oh, my God, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, they're stressed mm-hmm. out already because they yeah. got this time, like, oh, you better go to college so you can get this degree, so you can get this job. No, you need to explore, mm-hmm. like, figure out what you want to do. Like, my thing yeah. is, if we go back to the Bible, okay, if we go back to the Bible, you got people in there in their 90s that still ain't walked in their purpose yet or just reaching their purpose or understanding what mm-hmm. they're supposed to do. So why that is part? it that now the time frame has shortened tremendously? Like, mm-hmm. what, what was her name, Sarah? Didn't she give birth in her 90s to her first Listen. son? So it's like it can be done. I had to think about that story. Like, it's a bunch of stuff. God can still use you. It does not matter your age. Long as you're accepting and ready for it and ready to put the work behind it, it does not matter how old you are. You can still be you. So we got to. We got to change that that narrative of, like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. People still have that mentality. Yes, that. That like you can mm-hmm. still get your life together. You stop letting, and I just want to know like, when did we start accepting these as our norm? Uh, our parents gave it to us. Our parents, and that's another reason why I feel like it, it is best to learn who you are because at eighteen, I can't speak for everybody else, but at eighteen, I was looking up majors off of projections of what other people said I should do. My grandmother said I should do I should be a social worker because that's where the jobs are at. And seeing how happy it made her, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And it took for her to pass for me to realize, yeah, I just did this to make you happy. You know what I'm saying? But I'm making the best out of it. But now I'm at a place where I'm in my career, but I'm also doing what makes me happy. I'm still helping in a way because, like, I didn't want my degree to go to waste. You know, I prayed to God, like, listen, I didn't came this far, and I'm not about to mm-hmm. just let it go to waste. Help me, use me to make the best out of this. You know, and it's like I'm doing this podcast. I'm writing the book. I talk to people. Like, you know, even – even people that I talk to as clients, you know, like I don't get real personal with them, but when, you know, when they're saying like, oh, like my life is over and I think about suicide, I can be that motivation for them, you know, like because yeah. what we talk about on the podcast. So God is still using me and people like they love me, like the job gets stressful, mm-hmm. but it's not stressful to where it's like, I don't want to be in it anymore, but it's like, I'm finding myself. So a lot of people, yeah. like, like you said, they're stressed when they get out of high school, like, what am I going to do? That's the pressure's of their, their their parents, that's the pressure of their family, that's the pressure of probably mm-hmm. being the only one to graduate from high school or being the first to go to college. You, you're you the one that's trying to break these generational curses, but it's like at the same time, all of this pressure, you're not even taking time out to act. Is this even what I yeah. want or is this to just people please and find approval from others? What's your take on that? Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like it's people pleasing because I feel like now – 
Okay, my passion when I was growing up, right, it was always to be a teacher or in the medical field, always. So I did that. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, and everybody was like, oh, that's where the money is in the medical field. I did that, too, just because they was like, oh, that's where the money is. You should do this, da 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 So I did all of that, and now it's just like now I'm stuck in a job. I feel stuck because I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not fully reaching my purpose. And now the fact that I done got older and I have three kids to look after, everybody like, oh, well, you too old for that now. You you know, you got to buckle down. You got to be stable for your kids. Well, I feel like I should follow after what I want to. Like my heart is in mm-hmm. this. I know that I'll be dedicated to it, but then that people-pleasing side comes out or society's norms that you got to have it all together and you got, you know, Put your back, put your dreams on the back burner. You got kids to worry about, so now you just got to take whatever job is going to help you pay the bills. No, I can do this in a career that I love, you know. Um, like as far as me trying to start a business up, oh, well, everybody already got that same product out. You're not going to sell. Like I heard that too. Like everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing feminine care wash. Everybody's doing hair. Okay, but it's enough people out here for us all to eat. Like I had to really tap into who I am. I I have to let this people-pleasing side of me go. Like, I have to stop accepting society's norms and, like, just re-illustrate my whole life at this point because there's just so much I want to do. But I've let let fear take over me, and that fear has came from what everybody say I should do. Like, that's what it really boils down to. I've let too many people in my ear to tell me, oh, this is how it's supposed to go when you're this age. You shouldn't want to do nothing else now. Now you should just want to sit back, work your job, take care of your kids, and that's it. This is your life. Punch in, punch out, take care of your kids. And that's what I've gotten accustomed to. But now I want something different. I want to be in a dream that, I mean, you know, I want to be in a career that suits me. It's Mm -hmm. not, but like I said, I've heard the, oh, it's too late for you to try to start over now. You already got something good going. Don't end it now. No, I'm not happy. Well, see, the thing, and my the happiness thing is, is important. The uh-huh. thing is I I had to learn to just block out those type of people. Like you, mm. I, you, I'm telling you, it's hard to believe in yourself when you're around people that's going to tell you all negative stuff. Like, yeah. When man, I'm not even gonna say who the family member is because I don't want people to be like dogs. <laughs> you need it to be adopted because you got fucked up family members. I'm not saying <laughs> this is so safe, but I published my first book. Okay, No Apologies was not my first book. Honey Flavored Tears. Oh my God, this is Queen K's favorite book. Honey Flavored Tears. Um, my my pen name was Love and Joy back then, but I published my first self published my first book at 23. And one of my family members did not say congratulations. She nitpicked and asked, why was there so much cussing in it? You know, who talks like that? Like, it made me feel very discouraged. I had a friend that um, basically told me I can't thank God for this because it's not, you know, from God and it has sex in it and it's not God's work. I had a lot of people around Mm. me telling me negative stuff. Um, when I would try to put up flyers promoting the book, people would throwing it away on campus. That is really hard for you to oh believe in yourself if you're around negative people. You have to pick and choose who is positive, 
who speaks into your life, the people that are giving you these negative accusations, you need to look at how their life is. I had to realize I can't Act, I can't ask somebody to offer me fucking advice that's still trying to get their shit together and it's on a lower mm-hmm. level than me. Who, why does your opinion matter to me? You know what I'm saying? Because what has yeah. you done with your life that has bettered you? And how I was able to do that was by when I had a talk with, you know, my co-host DC, when I had a talk with him back around the time when I did the dumb shit that I did by relapse, having mm-hmm. a talk with him, versus having to talk with one of my other female friends that thought the shit was so funny and was just here for my fuck-up and just ridiculing me, I was like, you know what? I don't want to I don't want to talk to her no more because I like the way this conversation mm-hmm. went tonight. I like the fact that he didn't beat me up about anything. I like the fact that he didn't make me feel stupid about anything, but I like that he got his point across that if I don't get my shit together, I'm going to fuck up everything that I'm building. You need people yeah. in your life that are going to be truthful, but at the same time motivating. Because when you're around yeah. people, that's going, people are very jealous. That's why I'm, I'm learning. I don't tell everybody everything no more. Like with my whole breakup, I don't tell, I haven't told half my family to be tell because my family runs and talks to, like they run and talk their shit. They're messy. I, I don't. Like, it's between me and God. You don't need to know at the end of the day because I'm telling you, a listening ear can become a running mouth at the end of the fucking day. Yes, come on now. You have to, I feel like the 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 important thing to do, like, as far as uh, beating these odds or beating these norms that society has mm-hmm. set is to surround yourself with like-minded people who will only encourage and motivate you, you know, to where you don't even focus on what they say you should be or what they say you should be doing at a certain age limit. Like, you just got to have right. people around you that's going to encourage you through it out, throughout it all. I don't care if mm-hmm. I'm 50. I don't care if complex <laughs> is in her 80s and she says she want to learn how to fly a plane. Girl, let's go fly that damn plane. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Like, that's that's the type of stuff I'm gonna be on in a wheelchair. Lord, please don't let me be in a wheelchair. My back is already horrible, y'all. Y'all don't understand. But I, I just want to be surrounded by good people with, you know, that 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 only want to see the growth. Like that, I think that's the key element into normalizing all of this. You have to find. Yeah. You have to get everybody on the same board. Like no. 30 is not the end, 40 is not the end, 50 is not the end. Like, you can still do everything that you want to do. You just have to have the drive. You have to stay mm-hmm. mo- motivated and focused. Like, it don't matter what age you are, you know? That part. So, yeah. yeah, that part. I definitely do. Um, I definitely like the fact that, you know, when it was saying, like, get to know yourself and everything like that before you get into a relationship because I – I just feel like looking back at it, I wasn't emotionally prepared to deal with half the relationships that I was in. I'm still trying to get to an emotional mature level, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to dealing with love because it's like I never got that high school sweetheart. So a lot of my relationships, Mm -hmm. like in my early 20s, I was trying to relive that. Like I wasn't asking those questions that, needed to be asked, you know, like, what was your lifetime goal? Where do you see yourself at in five years? I wasn't asking that. I was asking, what's your favorite color? I was basically trying to catch up mm. to everybody else. And that shit is, it is it's fucked up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I agree, I agree with you. It's never too late. My grandma was still in school 
up until the day that she passed. You know what I'm saying? But she did that so that she would never have to pay back student loan. But she was still learning something. I'm telling you, it's best to always yeah. do that. They say, they say like when you're doing cause like um like okay, some of the adult daycares that we refer clients to, they have cognitive mm-hmm. um activities where like they they have the people play put like they have them play mental games like puzzles crossword puzzles because it strengthens their cognitive because you're basically using that that muscle memory every day to where you won't get that memory lost and everything so it's always good to research and like teach yourself something Mm -hmm. new so that you can always stay at it because we're just deeply conditioned we are deeply conditioned. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, everyone's <laughs> deep, baby. Uh, generation yes, to generation, gotta... this conditioning. Yes. We're conditioned to think we got to slow down at 60. Uh-uh. I want to be like Angela Bassett. I want to be like Jennifer Lewis. Who else is in yes. their 60s and kids? Patty LaBelle, Anita. You know, I want to be like all of them. They are still living their life. Like, you got to. I'm telling exactly. you, man. Like, I don't want to say I'm in a nursing home at 80. I'm going to be on a yacht at 80. I'm manifesting that. All right, girl. I'm, well, we flying a plane at 90, okay? <laughs> we'll be on a yacht. I'm telling you. They're going to be like, get your ass in that nursing home. <laughs> like, I'm not going. They're going to put my ass in the nursing home when I'm 70. Oh, shit. Damn. Fucked up. But, no, um, <laughs> I, had, I do have, like, one last question. Like, how do you think uh-huh. – how do you think we can, like, change the norm, like, change the narrative for ourselves? Like, what are you doing to change the narrative for your 30s? Oh, unlearning and relearning, baby. Unlearning all that negative stuff and relearning. Putting putting the motivation and the encouragement in myself, letting myself know I can do this. And then I got people around me that's also motivating that will keep me focused, you know, too. So it's good to have a good support system around you. But that's pretty mm-hmm. much how I've been doing it. Because, I'm, like I'm telling you, I was not about to go to school. I was not about to build my brand because people say, oh, people already got that line. Or, you know, that, that's, that's common. Or you too old to be trying to go back to school. Girl, you about to go back right. again. Like, but I got people in my ear like, girl, Built that brand. Oh, you 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 doing that? Oh, let me buy this. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you starting this back up. Or oh, I got your back if you go on to school. So that's mm-hmm. what I've really been doing. I realized that I have a dope ass support system. It ain't a lot of people, but it's just enough. Like I literally mm-hmm. can count how many people I got in my circle on probably one and a half hands. But it's okay though because it ain't those nothing are wrong the ones it. that exactly. Those are the ones that stood with me through the storms. I can honestly say when I came out of it, even though, like, when I go through my storms, I will shut down, they were right there at the end of the day. And those are the people that just keep me motivated every day. So yeah. that's what it I've been doing. Wrong. And a lot of praying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It a lot of praying. God it. has been on the main line, baby. <laughs> Duh, but I was going to say, like, it ain't nothing wrong with it. I only had one person hearing me to get the restraining order at the time. Like, you, I'm telling you, your support system could be one person, but they yeah. gonna, they going to project their voice to where you hear them around the arena. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, no, how I'm changing the narrative is living life, um, being honest with myself and not 
listening to what society says, like, you know, listening to more about what, listening to more of how I feel and doing more for myself, you know, like really tapping yeah. into myself. And how I'm doing that is I'm asking myself, like, okay, like, I, I'm a self-sabotager. I almost self-sabotage today. It's just going to be real and raw. But I ask myself, mm-hmm. do you really want to take two steps backwards? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's going to make you feel good in the moment, but do you really want to take two steps backwards? No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? And you have to mm-hmm. have that talk with yourself because we can do some impulsive shit. So I'm just yeah. learning to, like, I'm I'm relearning myself in my 30s, you know, because I realize I got to get it together now, you know, because mm-hmm. I need to level up, you know what I'm saying, to meet my soulmate. So I'm reflecting on my past relationships. I'm reflecting on a lot of my trauma. I'm doing vision boards now. Um, I even want to I want to um, take a course to be a life coach, you know, a self-love life coach. Okay. Like, I'm, you know, really, I'm really trying. Like, that. that's going to be my next step, getting the website done. But I'm doing one thing at a time, you know, getting this book published. But I'm just telling myself, like, you know, I could do all things through Christ to strengthen me. You know, it's yes. not about what the next person says. It's not about, this, you know, the negativity. Cut that shit out. I cut that shit out, mm-hmm. and I don't listen to it. I'm getting more and more to the unbothered stage of not caring what other people think, and I'm listening to what I need to do, and I'm practicing what I preach so that I can be able to tell people how that really feels because I want to be mm-hmm. able to believe and feel what I say on this platform. So I'm really yeah. listening to myself and just, trying to kill the self-sabotage inside of me to get to where I'm at, to get to where I want to be in life. I'm happy at where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy at where I'm at now. Like, you know, I did a reflection today. It was kind of cringing. It was kind of cringing. But, you know, I I looked at a picture and just a whole bunch of vivid thoughts came back to what was going on in the time, you know, in that picture. And I was just like, look at how Mm -hmm. far you've come. I just, I I basically like snapped myself out of that darkness. Look at how far you've come. Because I was about to just get mad, but I'm just tuning more into myself and just being honest at the end of the day. So that's how I'm changing narrative. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, this podcast is also helping me change the narrative because it's, it's giving me that, that, that step, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would have never thought about doing anything like this. Like, people, you know, was down in my decision to even do this, and they had me like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't. But no, it's giving mm-hmm. me a voice, and I I love it. I'm I'm happy with where I am in life at this moment. I go through my mm-hmm. dark days, but they don't hit as hard as they used to, you know, because I got God and I got this good ass support system. So I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Like yes, I'm so part. thankful. That part. Okay, great. That, that was, was that was pretty good. dope, y'all. That was yeah. dope. Okay, <laughs> so we gon' we gonna jump right into the closed caption of the podcast. We're gonna give complex the floor so she can give us that no apologies thought, followed by those right. self affirmations. Go ahead, complex. All right. So I only got one no apology thought tonight because um I've been getting punched in the throat with this so much to unlearn book by Maui the writer. So I'll just get mm. that another day. But a lesson that I learned past weekend was take the people pleaser side out with people you have relationships with so you can see who is genuinely for you. Definitely take it out of a relationship you are building with someone so y'all can see the real in each other. 
Um, I am learning, like I said before, to tap into myself. I put myself second a lot because I played that role growing up. You know, I came second to my mom's drug addiction. Um, my father basically wasn't in my life. Um, yeah, I, I came second to a lot. So I played second in relationships, like, you know, as a people pleaser. And I'm learning to mm-hmm. really, you know, put myself put myself for it because I had to ask myself a question the other day, like how can you expect someone to put you first and know how to love you when you don't know how to put yourself first? Like you always ignore, like, I basically kind of do what feels good in the moment, but then leaves me feeling shitty mm. afterwards. It's like it's like like you, you pick the fucked up decisions over what you know you need to do to grow. So I'm yeah. asking myself now, like, okay, you know, like, are you sure this gonna make you feel good? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you sure? You know, like, like just really ask myself, like, okay, prime example. Remember, I said I couldn't, I couldn't watch TV, and then somebody called. I feel like I gotta answer the phone. I asked myself, mm-hmm. did you did, did you want to stop watching TV? No, I really didn't. Okay, well, we'll call them back. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to get into my own, you know, I'm really trying to tell myself, like, that person can wait. If it's an emergency, they will call back. Like, I was conditioned. Mm-hmm. I love my mama to death. But my mama used to call me back to back. Because if I didn't answer, she would start to think something bad happened to me. So she kind of pressured me to answer phone calls. And dog, mm. it just triggers the shit out of me. And I'm trying to unlearn that I don't have to drop everything that I'm doing all the time to be a someone's second call. i got to make sure that I'm sure. Yeah. i got to still have self-care days for myself. Like I did that. Um, I did one self-care day where I didn't, like, answer anybody's phone calls and text messages. I just did what made me happy. And, I, you know, I answered, like, towards the end of the night. I didn't feel pressured. I'm trying to work myself up to do that three days a week. That should be able to come like second okay. nature. But I'm doing it. And I recommend that y'all do it out there, too. Please, take the people, please, inside out so you can see who's genuinely for you. And yeah. my self-affirmation tonight is coming from Melissa Rosario's self-care workbook, A Selfish Love. This shit hit close to home yesterday. They had me crying in the uh, closet. It says, <laughs> I am learning. It says, I am learning to love myself each day. I give myself the space to grow in love. I welcome love. I am healing and I do not need to rush the process. I am created whole. Mm-hmm. I am not tired or stuck in my past. My past pain does not need to restrict me from growing. I do not engage in others' opinions of me. I nourish my mind with only positive thoughts. I welcome peace. I give myself permission to set boundaries. I release fear and welcome love. I walk in life as a journey of peace and love. I give myself permission to do the things that tickle my soul. I bathe in love. I control my responses, and I listen before I respond. I love that. Yes. Yes, thank you so much for that. Um, Yes, I put, like, little asterisks and little hearts by the parts that I really want to be too, and I want to manifest in my life. But, yeah, so... That's my no apology thought and self affirmation. Um, with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe, and I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.